Hey, everybody. Hello. Welcome, Welcome back, back to, to our, our Odd Pod, Pod podcast. podcast. A podcast dedicated to the odd, the macabre, and everything in between. And everything in between. It's me, Billy. And it's Felicia. Were you reading your the intro that we've done a million times? Yeah. It looked like it was funny because it looked like you're reading along to something. Oh, I was trying to figure out Welcome how to pronounce to this name. Our Odd Pod Pod, pod, podicus, oh, I, yeah, podicus, podicus, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so you got it, or you need to listen to it one more time. Hold on. Delia. Oof. Delia. It, it doesn't even matter too much because it's only for like two seconds. But you know what? I'm trying my best here. Well, now everyone will have heard the robot mislead you should you pronounce <laughs> it incorrectly. <laughs> well, so this episode is going to be a little different. Uh, like by different, we mean hella short. Well, this is technically what a mini-sode would be like that we would put out on our Patreon. This is actually a mini-sode we had planned for our Patreon, but the week kind of got away from us. Life got away from us between... And rather than take a week off and blame it on Easter, yeah, <laughs> we're just going to do this instead. Yeah, so I didn't finish my notes for the episode that I wanted to put out. Life got away from us between the three jobs that we share and mm -hmm. just life in general, man. Driving several hours for a tattoo appointment. Yeah. Which is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It just... It's just, it's just wasn't, life wasn't also, working out this week for us. I don't us. think most of you would believe us if we said we took off for Easter. <laughs> yeah. Not after the Lazarus episode. New. No. So, anyway, anyway, maybe just like enjoy this on your trip to the supermarket. Enjoy this on your in your 15-minute shower. Yeah. And let's get into it. Yeah. And if you were wondering, we have more of these on our Patreon. Yeah, there's two more. <laughs> yeah, two whole more. No, three. Are there three? Pretty sure there are three. Let, let me tell you what. Life. Let me tell you what. Life just gets away from me at all times. Because we had, I think you've done two, and then I did the Yeti. Oh. Yeah, weird. I could be lying. I, I don't know. I don't but you know. know what a good place to find that out is? On our Patreon. <laughs> all right, so let's just like jump into let's it. Let's jump into it. This actually isn't an episode. It's just a long advertisement for our Patreon. Yeah, technically. Okay. This today's episode is sponsored by our odd pod. <laughs> sponsored by our odd pod or our odd Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you know who Jane Toppin was? Is was? I do not. Is she or was she? Is she or was she? Was she? Is. Moving on. I don't know who she is. Okay. Or was uh, she? <laughs> <laughs> she still is, but she's a was. Okay. Okay. Sure. Um, she was Amer. She is considered <laughs> too much emphasis on wasn't timey wimey. That timey wimey bullshit. Um, she is or was considered America's first serial killer. Okay, first serial killer, first female serial killer, first serial killer. Whoa! But there's Spoiler a lot of claims to ladies. that. <laughs> there's a lot of claims to that title, so I don't know how true that is. Specifically to the first American serial killer, there's a lot of claims to that. Yeah, sounds like patriarchy bullshit. Well, to I was me. looking for um, 
the first female serial killer, which I thought was Laverne Fisher. And when I was looking up Laverne Fisher, I found this. This woman. Woman. Okay, Laverne Fisher was from the U.S.? Hmm? Pretty oh, sure, fairly okay. certain. Her Wednesday Adams attire in the one painting you have just made me think of like a an English lady for some reason. You know what? Maybe. I don't know. We'll look into it. We should have done this episode for Women's Month. Women's. Uh, well, maybe History we'll Month. hold on to Laverne's Fisher story mm-hmm. until next year. Maybe. All right. Yeah. We'll hold on to that thought. Okay. So, Jane Toppin was born Honora Kelly. Nickname, Nora. Okay. Her nickname is Nora. Right. Okay. So, Honora, Nora. She was born on March 31st, 1854. She had two siblings, from what I can tell anyway. There she... is Delia Josephine. Delia Josephine. That's one name. That's one person. And Nellie. And Nellie. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with the... Uh, the guy that Nelly. wears a band-aid yeah. on his face. It was band-aid face, boy. Right. Okay. Uh, not related at all. Unrelated. Unrelated. All right. Okay. She was the, well, I guess they're all the daughters, but they were the daughters of the Irish immigrants. Um, Bridget Kelly, her mom. Okay. She died of our favorite disease. Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis when she was very young. Um, her father, Peter Kelly, was known for being an eccentric and abusive alcoholic. Wow. So that always starts off great. Yeah, way to perpetuate the stereotype there, Patrick. Good job. <laughs> um, he was actually given the nickname Kelly the Crack by people that knew him. And I know that crack is Irish slang for something that's like like a party or like beyond a good time. Like, yeah, so it's Kelly beyond a good time crackpot. I mean, it could be the short version of crackpot since he is an American. I'm just saying. Irish slang has the word crack. Maybe C-R-A-I-C. it's coming from like a little bit of both. Because I watch YouTube videos that and compare slang from different countries sometimes. And apparently you know things. And I know things. Thank so, you, YouTube. <laughs> there's not a whole lot I could find on the internet about Peter Kelly. Um, but When he, was he born? Before 1854 at least. Where was he born? Probably Ireland. How old was he when he died? What color was his hair? At some point, it was probably black. Did he have a beard? Sure. Okay. (laughs) My favorite, like, he would become the source of, like, a lot of local rumors concerning his sanity. Mm Because, you know, he was an alcoholic. Um, And And my favorite one. really racist against Irish at the time. Yeah. So my favorite one being that his madness finally had caught up to him. And it drove him to sew his own eyelids shut when he was working Mm -hmm. as a tailor. I can feel, I feel that. Do you? Yeah. It's just like that one dog hair that won't get out of your eyelashes. Or your foot. Or your foot. Thanks, Marilyn. Yeah. Your pig hair. Literally. So, moving on. In 1860, six years after his wife had passed, Peter Kelly took his three daughters. Three daughters. Three daughters. Nora, who was six at the time. Her sister, Delia Josephine, who was eight. And um, Nora... And surrendered them to the Boston Female Asylum, and he never saw his children again. Okay. The Boston Female Asylum was often where unwanted female children were abandoned. It sounded sounded about context clues led me to that conclusion. Yeah. (laughs) So, Nora and Josephine were raised there with over 100 children. Um, Documents from the asylum noted that they were rescued from a very miserable home, quote-unquote, 
probably what it said on all of the yeah what were the ch- other children's names all 100 uh-huh okay well buckle in it's gonna be a longer episode than we thought <laughs> um so there's no records of Delia's and Nora's experiences during the asylum, but it is agreed that Josephine was sent to the streets for prostitution when she was of age. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nellie was actually committed to the insane asylum for, I guess, the rest of her life. Um, Delia Josephine is the same person, right? Yes. Okay. Nora, however, just two years after being left at the Boston Female Asylum, was placed as an indentured servant in the homes of Miss Anne C. Toppin. Um, they ended up changing her name to Jane. They lived in Lowell, Massachusetts, and then while they never formally adopted her, um, Nora Jane took on the surname of her quote unquote, I guess, owners. I don't know if you would call indentured servants. No, like they're owners. Um... It's like their bosses, I guess. They're yeah. still getting paid, sort of. Yeah. So they eventually became, she was like known as a Toppin. And they changed her name to Jane because what was her name originally? Nora. Nora, what? It was something weird, wasn't it? Never mind. Just let's just move on. Honora Kelly. Honora, right. And then Nora was for short. Okay. Yeah. I'm back. <laughs> so, um,. The Toppin family already had a daughter, Elizabeth, and her and Nora were considered friends. Okay. So when Jane was 18, she was freed from her duties, um, given $50, but she chose to work for the family as a servant until Anne had passed away and her daughter, Elizabeth, left home. Okay. So in 1885, Jane attended the Cambridge Hospital in Boston to train to become a nurse. Mm. And... I see where this is going. (laughs) So, in Jane's younger years, she was described as brilliant and terrible. Or terribly brilliant. <laughs> Fun. But at the hospital, she was well-liked and considered bright and friendly. And she gained the nickname Jolly Jane. We do be putting on a work face. That's that customer service right there. Uh-huh. Like, you can murder people outside, but at work, they're like, they're very pleasant. I never, I never would have guessed. Yeah. During her residency, Toppin became close friends. With her patients, she would pick her favorite ones. A lot of these patients were normally very elderly and very sick. Mm-hmm. And I read somewhere that she felt like they were useless and not worth keeping alive. So it was kind of perfect for her and her motives. Yeah. Yikes. Jesus. Yeah. Like so, I love how useless they are. Mm. That's why they're my favorite. Um, she would begin to use her patients as guinea pigs in experiments with morphine and atrophine. Probably not a whole lot of oversight in the hospital during this time. No, probably not. Um, she would begin to alter their prescribed dosages to see like what it did to them, mm-hmm. like and their nervous system. Did she take notes? It's like you know, I'm sure at some point she was just like mm, too much morphine. They stopped moving because you know they probably were like, no, you can't do that. And then they're like, but what were those results? <laughs> so in order to spend more time. Alone with these patients, she would make up fake charts, mess with their medical records to keep them in the hospital longer so she could get to know them and medicate them enough so that they would drift in and out of consciousness. Um, Toppin would administer a drug mixture to her patients that she had like chosen to be her like victims, mm-hmm. and she would lie in the bed with them and hold them close to her as they died. Woof. Um, other stories says that she would dose her elderly patients with opium to see how they would react to the drug. Um, 
also upping the dose to watch them suffer and then die. Okay. So I, don't, I just don't feel like you suffer when you overdose on opium. You do you just, feel like it's, I don't know how to overdose on opium, so. You just kind of stop breathing and then you're not awake. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying of ways to go, it seems like an okay, okay way to okay. go. okay. Maybe there's like some like gasping for you just, air. You, you literally just like ride a high into sleep and then stop breathing. Okay. Well, I don't know. I wasn't there. Okay. You better ask Jolly Jane about that. Jolly Jane, get her on the phone. <laughs> so she killed at least a dozen people while working as a student nurse. As a student? Yeah. Jesus. She dosed her elderly patients with opium. She began poisoning with the other drugs. And on occasion, she would stage a sickness with a poison and then nurse them back to like a miraculous recovery. Okay. Um. So. Where were her instructors? Around. They're like smoking cigarettes in the nursing lounge. Or yeah. Whatever. They're like out on the bench somewhere. Just well, probably in the hospital. You could probably do that then. Yeah. Just not worried about it. Smoking cigarettes in the pediatric ward. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it is not known whether any sexual activity went on mm. when her victims were in the state, but when Jane Toppin was eventually asked after her inevitable arrest, she answered that she derived a sexual thrill from her patients being near death and coming back to life and then dying again. Okay. So this is actually quite rare for female serial killers. They usually murder for material gain, not sexual satisfaction. Um, so... Just throwing that out there real quick. That's good info to have. She was recommended for the prestigious Massachusetts General Hospital in 1889. There, she claimed several more victims mm -hmm. um, before being fired. What was she fired for? I don't know. Hmm. Oh, hold on. Next sentence. Um, she was dismissed for prescribing opiates recklessly. So now someone's actually paying attention. Yeah. I bet... That didn't quite stop her because then she began a private or a career as a private nurse. Like going to people's houses? Yeah, and like taking care of them. And she flourished despite the complaints of like petty theft. Hmm. So. so she was also stealing things. Yeah. Okay. Just like tiny things. So um, Jane began her poisoning spree in 1895 by killing her landlord and his wife. Okay. Um, she killed her foster sister for some reason in 1899 with a large dose of strychnine. In 1901, Jane would move in with an elderly man named Alden Davis and his family to take care of him after his, after the death of his wife, um, who Jane also had murdered. Oh, wow. Fun. <laughs> um, and then she murdered him and his sister and his two daughters. So the family became suspicious as fuck. I guess so. Yeah. Turns out there were other members of the family who did not live in the house. Right. That were suspicious. Yeah. So with no family needing to be taken care of, she moved back to her hometown and began courting her late foster sister's husband. Mm. She poisoned him a little so he, she could prove herself by nursing him back to health. And she even poisoned herself a little bit for sympathy. Wow. It didn't work. He basically told her to get the fuck out. Oh, so he knew that... She, that he was like, this is bullshit, go. So he knew that she was poisoning him? I don't think she knew that he was poisoning him, but she showed up and he got sick. So she, he was like, get out. Oh, okay. 
or he just like didn't want to date his sister-in-law. That could be fair as well. <laughs> Meanwhile, other members of the Davis family that managed to have not been murdered by Jane ordered a toxicology exam on the youngest daughter. Um, and what did that report find? Strychnine. That she had been poisoned. Oh, yeah. Whatever poison she used on her. I don't know which poison she used, but she had been poisoned. So local authorities began to watch her, and on October 29th, 1901, she was arrested for murder. Oh. And in 1902, she had confessed to 31 murders. Damn, son. Um, after the trial, the New York Journal printed out that it was reported that she had confessed to her lawyer that she had killed more than 31 people and that she wanted the jury to find her sane so she could eventually have a chance to, at being released. Mm-hmm. Um, Jane insisted upon her own sanity in court, claiming that she could not be insane if she knew what she was doing and knew that it was wrong, claiming that her life goal was to have killed more people, helpless people, than any other man or woman who ever lived. Okay. Um, but nonetheless, she was declared insane and committed. Um, to probably the last place you want to be during this time period. Right. Yeah. I feel like asylums were worse places to be. Absolutely. So somehow on June 23rd, she was found not guilty by reasons of insanity and committed for, to life at the um, Tutton Insane Hospital. Sure. Yeah. Initially, when she got there, she refused to eat. In some ironic fashion, she was afraid that her food may have been poisoned. Oh, damn. Go figure. So She probably was a little nuts, though. Just like a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Um, so she stayed in the insane hospital until her death in 1983 at the ripe old age of 81. Jesus. Um, after she died, like her story started circulating again, and it was claimed that she was America's first serial killer. Nice. Okay. Um, her victims that we know for sure are Israel Dunham. He was a patient. He died at 83. Mm-hmm. Um, Lovely Dunham. Great name. His wife. Died two years later after Israel at the age of 87. Elizabeth Brigham, her foster sister. Uh, Mary McNear, who was a patient. Florence Kalkin, a housekeeper for Elizabeth. Um, William Ingram, Sarah Connors, Maddie Davis. Sarah Connor? Connors. <laughs> She's also known as Myra. Uh, Genevieve Gordon. I really just want to say the name Genevieve. Genevieve. Um, Alden Davis, who we talked about, Mary, um, and Edna Bannister. Edna Bannister, who belongs to the family who invented banisters. Sure. I do have a question. I meant to ask it earlier, but I didn't. You seem like you're in a flow, and you, I didn't want to interrupt. What's up? <clears throat> she, there were like complaints of petty theft. Do you think she was dealing things? I'm sure she was stealing things after she killed people. Okay, that's not my question. Do you think she was stealing things just because she wanted them or like for like trophies? Ooh, that's an interesting question. I know. I don't have a solid answer on that, but if she was considered a serial killer, taking trophies is not something that we could put past her. I know. That's why. So maybe like a little bit of both. Okay. Just Maybe curious. she was stealing some things for monetary gain and other ones for trophies. Just like I just don't think things that you would steal to actually make money would be considered petty theft, would it? Oh, you're right. I don't know. I don't know, but like, pet, it's like the language has changed between like the 1850s and 
Maybe it's like the 1900s. Maybe she didn't need that much money. Versus now. She was a home nurse, so like she was making some kind of money. Yeah. Okay. I just, um, that was just curious. No, that's fine. I wish I had a, a more solid answer for you. I was more asking for your opinion, but you gave it to me. Okay, so. cool. So, with these kind of things, rumors start. Mm-hmm. This one newspaper I found reported that she would fondle her victims as they died. Okay. In, a, in a weird attempt to see their inner workings of their souls through their eyes. Okay, that's that's weird. Um, like I said, I know... I know she said she got a sexual thrill from bringing her patients back to life after poisoning them, but I don't think there was much proof as far as fondling goes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, that is mostly hearsay, I think. So, while she didn't do it, maybe, she might have done it. Right. But she would, like, lay with them as they died. Give them a nice hug. Coddle them into the afterlife. Coddle them into the afterlife. So, (laughs) Jane is very much considered the angel of death type serial killer, one who takes on the caretaker role and attacks the vulnerable and dependent. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also thought that some of her murders were more personal, like her foster sister and the Davis family. Um, She even at one point poisoned herself. Actually, she would poison herself a lot to get sympathy from suitors. Okay. Um, and one source I found said that she would kill her friends as soon as she got bored of them. Wow. That's one way to do it. So consider yourself lucky, friends. Right. Just consider kidding. I love you all. Lucky that we have like, or I have like five friends. <laughs> so that's all I could find that's on it? Jolly Jane. That's Jolly Jane. That's a, that's a little mini-sode. That's a mini-sode. This mini-sode will be different. And that, well, do you think I should use the mini-sode music on this? Oh, this yeah, one? do it. Just to really give them the full feel for the mini-sode on Patreon? Yeah. Okay. If that's what you want to do? I don't know. We'll see. So if you guys enjoyed that, maybe check out our Patreon. Maybe we mentioned it, our odd Patreon. And we'll be back next week with a full episode. Yeah, we'll see. This might be our last episode. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm just kidding. all right well i guess that's it in the interest of keeping this mini sewed mini we are the boneses and we're out and we are out